Good evening and welcome to it. My name is Sibs Matiela, which means that you are watching the Private Property Podcast, brought to you proudly by privateproperty.co.za. This is your one-stop portal for all of your property-related questions because at Private Property, we love to connect you to the heart of property. Today, a hot topic. We are talking about property scams that you need to know about because it is the most wonderful time of the year. It is the season to be jolly. It is also the season to be avoiding shopping centers and shopping malls and all sorts of things where people are trying to scam you out of your hard-earned money and or property. Uh, so we've got a special guest on the show because you know I'm here to answer the questions, but I don't have the answers, so I bring in someone who does. So we're joined by Louise Kukumur, who is from uh, Jacques van der Mava and Maja Attorneys. You are a director? That's correct, yes. Louise, thank you for joining me. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Listen, I want to ask you about all of the scams that are taking place specifically in the property market. People are losing money and all falling over. victim <laughs> to all sorts of crazy things out there, which could be avoidable so you are here to tell us exactly you know how to make sure that we don't fall victim to this anymore the first thing i'm going to ask you is um can you bring me could you give me a breakdown of the kind of property scams that are out there okay so basically from our side as conveyancing firm we deal with buyers purchasing properties so where money comes in is of course where they need to pay a cash deposit when they purchase the property in some instances, the full purchase price is payable in cash. And then thirdly, you need to obtain transfer costs and bond costs from a potential buyer. So that's where the criminals and scamsters out there saw an opportunity to get their hands on these funds. So from our side, it is basically um, to ensure that the buyer knows who are they dealing with and confirming that the way they make the payment is indeed the correct banking account details. So what happens in practice is basically the hacking of the emails. Oh. So they hack into uh, the emails that's being sent between the agent and the buyer or the buyer and the lawyer, and then they change the banking details. I've even seen them go so far as to copy and paste the signature of the agent and the attorney and then they pretend to be the agent or the attorney and then they change the banking details. And then unfortunately the buyer falls victim to it and they make payment into the wrong accounts. Are they able to sort of claim that money back and be like, oh, sorry, we paid it to the wrong person because they scammed me. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the responsibility lies with the buyer. We've had so many buyers saying, but isn't there a responsibility on the agent and the attorney as well? Um, and I think that's where my firm differs a bit. We take extra caution to make sure that the buyer obtains the correct information. But the responsibility remains on the buyer to ensure that the details they have on hand of the agency or the attorney firm is correct. So Louise, I mean, we, all, we always see an increase in sort of crime stealing mm. during the festive season. Why do you think there's an increase in this during this particular time, especially when it comes to now these property scams yes. in particular? 
I think clients, are they tired this time of the year? And I think criminals, they know that. So clients tend to act without thinking. They just want to get everything done before the end of the year. And I think they, they're not as vigilant as they're supposed to be. They act without thinking, just pay. They don't pick up the phone. They don't phone. They don't ask questions. They just respond. And I think that is the biggest reason why over this, this Christmas season it happens. And of course, criminals, they want a bit of extra cash in their pockets. So they tend to target as many clients as they can. And just the wrong person, they don't concentrate and they just fall for the property scam. Listen, so there's been a, a publication that names the sort of kind of scams that are going around. Mm. I had no idea they had names, but apparently they do. Apparently don't know what they mean. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, tell me as best as you can how these, how these scams work. There's one called the branded faker. Okay, so this relates more to rentals. So we, that is when an agent fakes to be an agent. So it's a criminal and he pretends to be an agent, they're very clever. So they will even have a lease agreement that's branded. These days you can get everything for, off the internet. So they will pretend to be the agent, um, even hand you a lease agreement, and then start putting pressure on you. This is a very popular place, everyone wants it, so please, you need to urgently make payment of the deposit. And then the buyer or the possible tenant, they make the payment of the deposit and then the agent just disappears. So they pretend to be an agent and they are not a registered agent. How do you pretend to be an agent? At, like, do you have the house keys to, to show the person? It's scary how quickly a, uh, owners just give access. If an agent phones you and you're a desperate seller or a desperate, desperate landlord, you will just say, it's fine, the keys is at the security guard or wherever, go and show my house if it's empty. If it's vacated, you know, if there's someone staying there, it's vacated, then it's a different story. But it's scary how easy you can get access to someone's property. It sounds very frightening. There's another one. It's called the development dodge. What's that? <laughs> you see, that exactly is where the developer has so many properties. He doesn't have time to open up for you. So he, he leaves the keys at the security guard. So the agent takes out the buyer, potential buyer or tenant. Is this a fake agent or a real agent? Fake agent. We're okay. talking about scamsters. So the <laughs> scams, the criminal pretends to be an agent. Cool. He phones a developer. The developer said, yeah, you are agent number 20 working on my development. The keys is at the security. So the agent or criminal takes out the, the tenant or buyer, shows the property. Sometimes the property is locked, a specific unit that was advertised. And he just pretends to show him another unit and say, you know, they all look the same, um, but they're going like crazy. If you are very interested, you, you need to pay a deposit. It's a holding deposit. Mm. And then buyers and tenants, they're so desperate, they just make payment without confirming that it is indeed true. So that's a very, very big thing in new developments. Okay, the unhappy holiday. Oh, imagine going on your yearly vacation and you rock up there and it's, it's not your property to lease. So that's what happens. They advertise on the internet. You look on a non-accredited portal. I mean, there's certain portals that's accredited. But yeah, we won't just, name them by no, names. No, I won't know them. <laughs> we but, know them. <laughs> but if you just look on, a, on an email or advertisement, you can't just make a payment without viewing the property and that's what happens you think this is your holiday destination for december you make other full payment order deposit 
you have, you believe that the person you're dealing with is the agent. You buy a new swimsuit. Everything. You get and a you sun hat, honey, yes. and you get in the car and you go. And you rock up there and there's someone there or the property does not exist. And they're like, we don't know you. There goes your holiday. And <laughs> your money. Exactly. Oh, that's so that awful. unfortunately happens a lot over the festive season. Okay, finally, the disappearing deposit. Oh, that's so frustrating because that's where, that's where an owner tries to take things in his own hand. Okay. There's a reason why there's an agent. And there's a reason why we as conveyancing attorneys are out there. So it's either an owner trying to lease privately so then the tenant needs to deal with the owner directly. Mm. So you pay your deposit to the owner, you pay your monthly rental to the owner, and then after a year or two years or a few months when you want to move out, the owner just says, sorry, I don't have your deposit. Um, and with buying the same, he wants to sell privately, and then the buyer is not informed enough to know that you can't sell privately, you need a conveyancer. So they pay money over to the owner and then the owner just disappears, or the criminal, I keep saying owner, I mean the pretend owner, they just disappear with the money. No, but sometimes so, even the owners are the criminals because a lot of owners refuse to give deposits exactly. back. Exactly, but that's why you need to deal with eight registered, accredited estate agents and attorneys. Then you know your money is safe in a trust account and is invested and you actually earn interest You're on that deposit. You're supposed to earn interest and exactly. you're allowed to ask for the statement that shows you how much interest you've actually accrued on your deposit. Exactly, and that doesn't happen because tenants are so desperate um, because if they cut the agent, the, the, the monthly commission, they rent for cheaper. But in the end, you pay more if you lose your deposit. So rather go through an accredited agent or a conveyancing attorney before paying any money over. Okay, I'm panicking because my landlord just like dumped their agent. Oh, so. Goodness, find a friend, find a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is all so interesting. And actually we've been inundated. We posted about this topic a while ago and there've been people who've been coming back to us saying, I've been a victim of this. This has absolutely happened to me. And one of them has actually agreed to share her story with us. Let's take a look. Um, so I went online, as most of us do these days with everything. There was one in particular where they were they had multiple properties in one complex. So I may I was the one that made contact with them. So the agent was very helpful and friendly, um, and he had a lot of questions for me, and I also willingly answered every one of them, but. It, like looking back now i realized that i shouldn't have been so forthcoming with so much information especially with regards to how i was going to pay for the property so, it, it, everything was like normal except for the part the payment part so when i got the uh, the i called the vet to confirm the banking details with the lady and she said to me no that uh she also didn't, she didn't seem suspicious. She just said, mm -mm, the account number is, and she recited it over the phone. So I said to her, don't recite me a, 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 an account number. I was like a little bit cautious. I said, don't recite over the phone. Please send it to me via email. End of call. I receive an email with banking details, which was like the sequence of events was, was normal. So I made, I made the payment into that account. She did call me to say that the payment wasn't reflecting. 
And then Friday morning, the agent that I was dealing with, I arrived from picking my son up at school and he's waiting for me at my place, telling me that the lawyers are saying that I made a fraudulent uh, payment or I gave them a fraudulent proof of payment. Like, I just remember going down on my knees and like, it cannot be. Then I went to the bank, opened a fraud case, and then they said I should go to the police, open a fraud case there. But all that was futile, that was just formalities. People should be aware, or maybe people should just be careful that if you are buying a property cash, don't disclose that you are. Until the very, when the, at the site when you assign, because you have to eventually say, I'm paying cash. In the Property Practitioners Association, I can't get hold of anybody. I don't know who, who's supposed to be dealing with my case because you do the online um, query and then you get that generic email to say that within so many days, contact us on this number if you haven't been assisted. I even gave them extra time before I queried. It's, that was on the 17th of September. Still nothing. I don't have a home. I was trying to do something worthwhile for me and my family. Now I've lost everything. I lost over 600,000. I know the, the amount, the exact amount by heart, but um, I don't, uh, right now, today, it's not looking good for me. That is, that's terrible. What an awful story. But it happens. Why does this happen to so many people? I think everyone is just too easy to trust. You need to go back to basics and pick up the phone, make sure that the person you are dealing with is legit. Whether it's an agent or an attorney, you, you can't just make payment randomly based on an email or a telephone call, unfortunately. People you need to are, check your sources. No, people are awful. It's mm. 2022 and people are getting worse at being people. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so, no, okay, fine. Do your due diligence. Due diligence. Yes. Do your research, not just a phone call, not just an email. Do like a deep dive. But how can I actually identify a fake agent? So each and every estate agent, whether you're an intern or a full status agent, needs to have a FFC, a Fidelity Fund Certificate. So the PPRA, the Property Practitioners Regulatory Authority, very long word, they issue these FFCs. So I would suggest that you first phone the agent, insist on an FFC. They need to give you their FFC as an agent. You can also insist on the FFC of the agency and then confirm it with the PPRI to make sure that this is a legitimate agent. Because what unfortunately happens as well is where an agent um, acts as an agent, they might be a, a registered agent, but then they take the deposit into their trust account. And your listeners need to understand that an agent is not allowed to take possession or you're not allowed to make payment to an agent. 
you need to pay to the agency mm. and the agency has a trust account and they invest it for you same with lawyers you pay into a registered lawyer's trust account not the owner not the agent and they invest it for you so lawyers we also we've got a legal practice council the lpc you can verify the status of a lawyer as well with the lpc or better go to the offices insist to see them in person Criminals tend to hide between a f behind a phone yeah. or an email. Yeah. So insist on that personal contact. Um, I think that's what we lack these days. We're in a society where you want everything done quickly, yeah. and you don't you don't have a personal contact anymore. And that's get back to basics. And also, like not every PDF someone sends you is legitimate, exactly. right? Like you must double check exactly. that it's not some fake number someone yeah. made up. Yeah, I think if everyone is just aware of the scams going around, I think everyone will act a little bit more vigilantly and make sure before they make a payment that to take certain steps into consideration before just paying. Louise, I'm glad you brought up the emails because you spoke earlier about the intercepted emails mm. and then the changing of the bank details and all of those clever scammy things. How would one prevent an interception like that from happening or even recognize it? It's difficult to recognize it. I must say I've seen numerous in my office. So they usually do such a small thing like the client is Louise Kukumur. Then they'll put louise.kukumur or louise-kukumur. So the, the buyer that needs to make payment or the tenant that needs to pay, they just scan it. And especially if your signature is copy and pasted. So it is something that's easy to miss. But I do think that you need to ensure that your, anti your antivirus software and your firewalls and everything is correct. Um, a lot of buyers and tenants want to to use their personal Gmail accounts and mm. not use the work address. And I think that's the biggest mistake they make because Gmail doesn't have enough protection in my opinion. So rather make use of your business email address um, that has sufficient firewalls and all of that yeah. to ensure that you don't fall scam to that. And as I said, pick up the phone. Phone before you just act on an email and rather insist on meeting them in person and then also insisting on a confirmation of the banking details and use your own banking portal to, to confirm the banking details because that is an option as well on all the banking portals. Yeah. To confirm the account number, links up with the, the, the registered Verify name recipients. and all of that. Verify exactly. recipient is like a thing. Exactly. So and also, I'm not going to meet you at a coffee shop. I'm not going to meet you at a coffee shop. Take me to your office exactly. and show me your colleagues. An attorney won't really meet you in a coffee shop. If that happens, then it needs to be red lights all over. But a lot of agents, they do want to do that. Yeah. But I would say rather insist at the offices of the agency. Then you also know, okay, the agency is aware of this transaction and the agent, whether it's a criminal or just an agent not being legitimate or wanted to scam you, okay, they're not going to take deposit um, from you and not invest it in a trust account. So, okay, fine. I meet this person in a coffee shop and they've stolen someone's identity. They are Louise underscore dash star hash kukumur mm. and i haven't noticed that it's not the email address that belongs to you how should i know where's the red flag there that i'm looking for when it comes to stolen identity i think if if someone doesn't want to meet you and they keep hiding from meeting you that is definitely a, a, a big red flag um and yeah I, I just say also verify as much as you can this double like check everything don't just take the email on hand yeah. for, for itself. It sounds like an episode of like 90 Day Fiance where someone's been dating someone for <laughs> over a year, but they won't phone them or FaceTime exactly. them and you've never met them. You don't know what they look like. Exactly. But you keep sending them money. Keep, keep that personal contact 
with your agent or your lawyer and the chances of being scammed is, is way less. Okay, who would fall victim to this kind of thing? I want to say there's a kind of person, but I don't want to say what kind of person I'm thinking the kind of person is. So who do you think the kind of person is? Because I don't want to be Unfortunately, you're yeah, same. Unfortunately, I do think the elderly, they fall victim as well quite easily because they're not aware of what's going on. Um, they don't know the verification processes that their bank maybe offers. So they tend to be a bit, little bit more gullible or, or not gullible, but trust easier. Yeah, because so, they used to find these things in the classifieds, exactly. circle it with a highlighter, and then the deed was done. They don't keep up with what can go wrong. Um, so the elderly and, of course, the people that's, that's un, uneducated and they don't know what's going around. That's why a podcast like yours is so important, to educate everyone out there, to ensure that they know that it's possible. Um, and then basically anyone that, that deals with, with the property cash if you take a bond and the bank finances everything there's a lot of protection there for you mm. but the moment cash is on hand whether it's buying or renting you are opening yourself for this so just take care and don't just act think before you act and verify 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 the last thing i'll ask you how should consumers go about protecting themselves <laughs> go back to basics as i said numerous times in this podcast double check everything it's bad to say, but don't trust anyone. Rather make sure that you are dealing with the correct person, double check your documents, meet in person, take your time. The moment someone starts putting pressure on you, you need to know something is wrong. You need to pay now because the property is going to go, or you need to pay now because I'm going to put you on terms as a lawyer. Take your time to verify everything and pick up the phone. Don't be scared to phone. If we, we want to hide behind the email, don't be. You're going to lessen your chance of being scammed if you do that personal interaction with your agent or your attorney. And double check the numbers. Just because it's double a PDF and, and a bank account number doesn't mean... No, and, and Google. Google the agency yeah. or Google the attorney firm or phone the LPC or phone the PPRA. And click and get the, the correct who the agents are, yeah. Exactly. Get the correct number. Don't just go because they phoned you on a number. Don't accept that number as the correct number. True caller. Google, true caller and Google is your friend. So verify the information. If you don't have time to phone the, the regulating authorities, Google and true caller and make sure that you phone them. Because sometimes they always act on them phoning you. And if you want information, they're easy to say, but I'll phone you back. No, you phone them and make sure you are dealing with the correct person. Don't give your money away so easily, everybody. Oh, it's true. what I'm getting from you. Exactly. Hold <laughs> tight to it. Put it under your cushion and make sure you give it to the correct lawyer or the correct agent. Love <laughs> this for us. Listen, that's Louise Kukumur, the director and attorney and conveyancer and notary at Jacques van der Merwe and Amaja Attorneys. Thank you so much for your time and all of your insight. And I hope that everyone who watches this never gets scammed again. Thank you, Matt, for the opportunity and for having me. I hope that your listeners will learn from this and be a little bit more careful. If they don't, I... No, never mind. I'm not going to finish <laughs> Hopefully that. Hopefully they will. <laughs> Listen, that's all we've got for you right now. This was the Private Property Podcast with myself, Sibs Matiela, and I'll see you again soon.